Dave and Terrence. Top five things. Uh, NachoRadio.com production, and it's heard mornings. A much longer version of this podcast is heard live every morning. <laughs> On Planet 93.9. What we do for this is we edit out the stuff that we don't feel is the top. This is the top five things that happen on our morning show. My name is Dave. His name is Darren. Hey, Darren. It's the toppermost of the poppermost. That's where we're going, Johnny. And it's brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They've got two locations, Tech Drive in Milan and West uh, Main Street in Galesburg. Milan, they are open every day. Every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. And those recreational waiting lists, those are available. That's always a good idea. You can reserve your time if you go to the website. That is ntillinois.com. And we get right into it with our first one here. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Pregnant woman revealing that she wasted thousands of dollars at her vet. Thousands of dollars on vet bills that she spent. And it was not necessary. Now, she didn't know at the time it was not necessary, but but someone in the family sure did. This woman, Ordeal, it says here it started a month ago. Uh, the wife was horrified by what she describes as a really disgusting smell during dinner, which her husband claimed was caused by the dog. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. After weeks oh. of panicking and mounting vet bills. He finally confessed? The husband finally admitted. That no, it was not the that, dog. It's not the dog. She was so mad she kicked him out of the house. And you know what I put he's, he's uh, even been shunned by his family over this. What I put that dog through? The prodding. We have a dog, Jerry. He's an absolute sweetheart, and I love him dearly, she says. A month ago, my husband and Jerry and I were eating dinner when suddenly I smelled something really disgusting. My husband instantly made a face, so I knew it wasn't just me. I couldn't stand the smell and left the room. Later in my bed, my husband told me the dog had farted. The smell was unbelievable. It honestly smelled a little like rotten eggs. I thought it was a one-off because the dog does fart, as do we, but it's never been this bad. Over the next week, the smell would come again and again at random times. I lit candles and incense. Nothing worked. The whole time, I thought it was the dog. And I said, okay, I'm going to take him to the vet. Because a fart this stinky isn't normal. Throughout all of this, my husband kept silent. Well, silent, yes. But deadly. (laughs) (laughs) Does he finally... He finally confesses that he's been eating a bunch of hard-boiled eggs? Even after the vet recommended a diet change for, again... Jerry the dog, Yeah, the horrific smells at home continued. I was losing my mind, and my husband still kept his mouth shut. The vet was extremely confused and ordered a bunch of tests that cost a lot. All the tests showed that our dog was fine. Uh-huh. My anxiety started kicking in. What if there's something wrong with him? What if we lose him? She said she reached a breaking point, and that is when the truth came out. I had a full-on meltdown, she says, about losing Jerry. And then, you have to understand, this nonsense has been going on for five weeks. Uh My husband confesses that the farts weren't the dog, but it was him. I lost it. I kicked him out of the house. He went to go stay with his friends. To be clear, I don't mind he lied in the moment, but he knew we were going to the vet. 
and the vet was confused. He even went to the vet appointments with oh, me. Oh, no. It takes a full-on panic attack and mental breakdown to get him to tell me the truth. His mother is on my side as well. She called him in no uncertain terms an idiot. <laughs> the wife says they eventually would reconcile, but she's still too angry over the ordeal. Quote, he went to the doctor about his farts and was recommended a diet change as well. We'll get back together, but I need more time. Not ready. I'm not ready yet. Not yet. Not ready yet. I mean, we'll get back together. Not now. No. So people pointing out, okay, this is this was cruel for the dog. Yeah. Right? You're also putting your pregnant wife through a lot of needless stress. Yeah. You know? There's a lot about this dude who you just go, okay, that's not cool. Because man. what's the what's wrong with confessing that you you farted? Right. Big deal. Right. What's the problem? I mean, it's not. You're at your house. Yeah, you're. It's, Sorry. That's all you it's, say. It, it's not like it happened in the buffet line. <laughs> I will say uh, candles and incense, not the best. Crack open a window. Yes. Don't, no, don't light a candle on top of it. It's the don't worst Don't try idea. to cover it no, up. No, that's never a good idea. Then it's just a fart with a candle on it. <laughs> it smells like a fart on fire. You you don't want that. My fart is on fire. Was that Dwight Twilly? Yes. Or was that Randy Meisner? Probably. Probably. Yes. Yes. Both both are correct. It was a duo. Yeah, this guy, I mean, you're going. You're at home. When you're on your way to the vet, maybe that's the time to go. Look, okay, we're all not, right, it and was we're going to spend money. You're thousands. It says here thousands of dollars. Not to mention the dog. Vet tests the are dog's cheap. Got to right? go through all the prod. Who knows what sort of prodding was going on? Right. I'm not a lab rat. <laughs> the poor dog is just like it well, was it's me. Not, it's not me, man. I didn't do this. I'm Jerry the dog. I wouldn't lie to you. Tell her I didn't do this, Frank. Oh, yeah, well, uh, rather than rather than admit you farted one time a couple of weeks ago at dinner. You stink, Frank. <laughs> Mounting vet bills. That was when he finally... You're just going to throw money away? You're okay with that? Rather than admit, again... <laughs> this might send this might send your pregnant wife into early birth. You can't wait for that baby to come so I can start blaming things on it. <laughs> Think the baby farted. Honey. You know what? Are, you know what are stinky babies? Babies that get stinky. Right. He's just gonna constantly blame the. That's baby what I was gonna things. do. I was gonna basically just like I don't think it's the dog. The, well, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. You're trying to say the baby was stinking. The baby's sleeping in another room. The baby. Yeah, powerful farts. Those stinks were happening when that baby was inside me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe you. Yeah, you were farting for two. Uh-huh. Isn't that, isn't that what the doctor tells you? No one ever said that. Uh, well, That's I'm, not even possible. I know it wasn't me, though. Why don't we... Uh, I don't think it's the dog. We, we, you need to go to the doctor, and the dog needs to go to the doctor. Because I'm not going to sit here and... Admit to letting one rip during dinner. 
I'm a grown man, uh, darn it. That's not, I drive a Dodge Stratus. I'm here on business. Number two. 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 Dutch National Museum removing one of their prized possessions. A rock that was brought back from the moon. This is at the Ridgekills Museum. Uh, spokeswoman there, Jandra uh, Van Gelder. Yeah. They figured out that this moon rock that's been on display for all these years, uh, turns out it's just a piece of petrified wood. Now, taking a look at it, would you ever in your life believe that that was a moon rock? It's just a brown clump. The moon's not brown. Why would anyone think that this was... And who tried to pass it off as a moon rock? It says here, with the compliments of the ambassador of the United States of America, J. William Middeldorf II, to commemorate the visit to the Netherlands of the Apollo 11 astronauts, Here, Neil have Armstrong, a moon rock. <laughs> got Michael a bunch Collins, of, got a bunch of them. and Edwin E. Aldrin Jr. This was uh, presented to the museum, I guess, in Amsterdam uh, on October 9th. Yeah. Back in 1969, dudes. Yeah, I'm going to make that trip over there to the Netherlands. I would like to give them something. Well, they did that. I mean, when they landed, they went on a world tour, those three. They went all over the the world to talk about going to the moon. Yeah, but Was there an like... expectation that you would have moon rocks with you when you visited these places? But this sounds like this is the ambassador that went on this trip. The museum acquired the rock after the death of former Prime Minister... Wilhelm Dries in 1988. Dries received the moon rock as a private gift on October 9th from the then ambassador to the Netherlands, yeah. J. William Middeldorf. Not an astronaut. So our ambassador is sending over pieces of petrified rock and telling people, hey, bright a little bit of the moon. I got some moon rocks in my pocket. Want one? <laughs> this was a, there was a visit. They called it the Giant Leap Goodwill Tour after the first moon landing. Middeldorf, who lives in Rhode Island, says that he got the moon rock Uh from the U.S. State Department. But he doesn't recall the exact details. I never said it was a moon rock. (laughs) Tried to pass the blame. He says, I do remember that the prime minister was very interested in the little piece of stone. Yeah. He thought it was a moon rock, and I couldn't. (laughs) I wasn't going to tell him no. He says, uh, but that it's not real. I don't know anything about that. The U.S. Embassy in The Hague now investigating this matter. The museum had vetted the moon rock with a phone call to NASA. I don't know. So someone got suspicious. I don't know anything about this. Someone over there got suspicious and called NASA. And NASA's like, absolutely, that's a moon rock. Enjoy it. How old is this ambassador? I got to answer questions now? Look, I was the ambassador to the Netherlands. That was 50 years ago. 69. Give me a break, huh? The the if they phone call the Netherlands, the space agency told this museum over there that it was possible that the Netherlands had received a rock. NASA did give moon rocks to more than 100 countries in the early 70s, but those were from later missions. This is just a piece of petrified yeah, the, wood. Yeah, the first mission was basically we were a little more interested in, in getting them back to Earth safely. Right. Not really worried about collecting uh, Collecting stuff. a bunch of right. souvenirs. Yeah, could you bring back some uh, moon rocks? Bring back? 
I don't know. I'll be thrilled if I get back. I don't know. If they think it was a moon rock. Uh, <laughs> let them think it. Let them touch. think it. That was 50 years ago. I'm just. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> J. William Middledorf was born September 22nd, 1924. Still, Still with us? Yes. And you're asking me about some moon rock? <laughs> What, do I, what did you just say? I got, I got other things. I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> In World War II, he served with the Navy from 1944 to 1946. I'm just trying to keep my head together. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are complaining. As Mr. Middledorf, uh, we'd like to ask you about the moon rock you gave the Dutch. Oh, I've been waiting for this call. Knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't yeah. they didn't notice that the moon rock was brown. You notice that all the astronauts are dead and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the one that brought these things back. Oh, that's fantastic. They're all dead. I got other things going on. <sighs> I'm a I'm a hundred years old for Korea. I'm about ready to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me about this. He was the ambassador to the Netherlands. July 9th, sixty nine would have been his first day on the job. First day on the job, and he's passing out these rocks. <laughs> Here you go. Here's the moon. Rock. I knew it. Uh, I knew it. I should have something day for one. them. I knew it when I went uh, home that first day. I felt. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Knew it then. Oh, these Dutch are going to want oh. something from these astronauts. Oh, I was in over my head. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. And I knew. Quick, that. find me some petrified I, wood. Listen. That I, looks like the moon. I'm going to vend it till I end it. <laughs> well. I, uh, was, I wasn't even a young man then. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, boy. I was going through a lot of stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. No, no, it's possible that that's a... Yeah, no, it was... Possible that's a... Yeah, it, was, it was fraud. Petrified. What, what, what do I know? I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask the astronauts. I guess you can't. Number three. 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 Big pigeon auction over the weekend, and a two-year-old Belgian racing pigeon called New Kim has set a new world record for a price sold at auction. For racing pigeons. Uh Uh-huh. Pigeon racing. I didn't know that was a thing, but that's a thing. I'm going to answer your first question, Darren. No, they don't have, like, little mice as jockeys. They just race the birds on their own. There's no one riding the pigeon when they race them. What about falcons? What about falcon? We did it for the show. You don't want to invite a a falcon to a pigeon race. That will end badly. (laughs) Oh, no. That's... Oh, the that's, carnage. That's not great. I just spent a million and a half on this pigeon, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> Terrific. Two-year-old Belgian racing pigeon called New Kim set a world record 1.6 million euros, which is almost $1.9 million for a pigeon. Offers for the pigeon had already hit the 1.3 million euro mark last week surpassing the previous record of 1.25 million euros 
set in March of last year for Armando, the Belgian pigeon. The last 30 minutes of uh, bidding, I guess it was a real race to the end. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah, for the Belgian pigeon. The prices are unbelievable because this is a female. Armando, you see, was a male. Uh-huh. And usually a male is worth more than a female, which makes sense because a male yeah. can produce more offspring. Sure. Just don't stop till you get enough. Right. You're, Bend it till you end it. You're a pigeon that's been put out to stud. I imagine that's a pretty sweet life. So for this female, I mean, she can what? Lay an egg? $1.9 million? Don't dismiss me. This, uh, this pigeon is only two years old. How long do pigeons live? Oh. Or at least how long do they race? Well, they can typically breed... Until they're 10 years old. Uh-huh. So, new Kim will be having chicks because she's only two. Save an egg for me. <laughs> Bidding started uh, at the beginning of the month for 200 euros. And some group in South Africa... They started at 200 and escalates to almost 2 million? Yeah. Yeah, it says here two wealthy Chinese collectors fought it out yesterday. The family that bred and own new kim the pigeon says here quote the only thing we can say is we're in total shock so basically you had just a couple lunatics outbidding each other two chinese everybody else everybody else thought about 200 bucks i gave you chinese enthusiasm for long distance racing of homing pigeon it's driven the prices up sharply with birds from the traditional heartland of the sport in Belgium being particularly prized. You want a good pigeon, you got to go to the middle of Belgium. That's where all the everyone best... Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that's where all the best pigeons are. It's a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. No other country has such a high concentration of pigeon enthusiasts as Belgium. Says uh, you have 20,000 pigeon fanciers in a very small country competing with each other on a very high level. It's like the Champions League, which is the elite, you know, soccer competition there in Europe. Didn't Mike Tyson raise rage, racing pigeons? Wasn't that how he, like, kept himself grounded? Mike Tyson loves pigeons. Yes, it was pigeons. Yeah. he would He would raise them and take care of them and... He loves pigeons. When does he fight? The Tyson fights later on this month. Yeah. Mike Tyson and his pet pigeons. He says that the first fight he ever got into was over a pigeon. Tyson. Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Well, it was was the fight with the Walter pigeon. There's Uh, There's a great cartoon on Adult Swim. And it's called the Mike Tyson Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, a goof on like the old Hanna-Barbera, you know, detective shows. Yeah. And like it's Mike Tyson. They're driving around solving mysteries. I believe the other... With the help of pigeons? He has a sidekick who's a ghost. And he has another sidekick that's a talking pigeon. And the pigeon is voiced by Norm MacDonald. And it's just wonderful. If you get a chance to check out the Mike Tyson mysteries, I remember that. Yeah, you'll you'll laugh so much your sides will ache. That the 
the pigeon. And the thing is, the pigeon really wants nothing to do with any of the uh, mystery solving. Uh huh. He would I, like I to would just land a... a pigeon. <laughs> right. He would really just rather just kind of chill out yeah. and and drink a martini. I would prefer to pigeon life. Mm hmm. Here's a. Some of the best of Pigeon from Mike Tyson Mysteries. Again, Norm MacDonald is the Pigeon. Best of Pigeon. Hey guys, every one of them has a message from someone that needs the help solving the mystery. Maybe before we take on the next mystery, we solve the mystery of figuring out how to turn me back into a human being. I mean, I have an actual interest in solving that mystery, unlike every other one. You deserve to be turned into a pigeon by your wife because you're disgusting. Ex-wife, and you don't know anything about relationships, you little homeschooled weirdo. Well, I think the most obvious mystery to solve is who is my mother and why did she leave me on Mike Tyson's doorstep when I was a baby? Probably because she didn't want you. There, mystery solved. <laughs> He's just lounging in a pool chair with a big can of Lucky Diamond Lager next to well, him. Well, it's, it's it's a big can compared to him. Well, yeah, right, right. I mean, if you're a pigeon, that's yeah. a that's a big ass can. Yeah. He's <laughs> so it's it's great. Mike Tyson Mysteries gets my highest recommendation. Four. 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 Egyptian scuba diver believed to have set a new world record by remaining underwater for almost six entire days. Swim like an Egyptian. Foreign types with the hookah pipes say, Saddam al-Khelaini, 29 years old, plunged into the Red Sea and remained underwater. <laughs> Is that a good thing to do? To stay underwater like that for that long? Stay underwater for 145 hours and 30 minutes. Not in a submarine. No, in just, just scuba suit. Surpassed his own personal best back in 2017, which was 121 hours. How do you so, go to the bathroom? Well, I think you, I think you know. <laughs> I think you know perfectly well. You know perfectly well how he went. Six days. Underwater with just your scuba gear. So... The current world record is 142 hours. This cat stayed down there for 145 hours and 30 minutes, and his personal best was 121 hours. Current world record was set by Sem Karabe in Cyprus back in 2016. Did he do anything while he was down there? I mean, that or would just hang out. <laughs> what do you want him to do when I he's don't down know. there? Some fix something. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Cobble some shoes? Something's... He's under the bottom of the Red Sea, Jared. Something need fixed down there? He had originally planned to stay underwater for 150 hours, but the attempt was... But he lost his mind. <laughs> well, yeah. They had concerns about his health. No kidding. So once he got to 145 hours and 30 minutes, they said, that's it. We're pulling you out. Can you imagine the look on your face when you... The look on someone's face when you pull them out of the water after that long. You know how you prune up after uh, taking yeah. a bath? Yeah. How pruney are you after you've been underwater for 145 hours? I don't think this, I think this shrinkage is permanent. This guy made headlines earlier when he and his fiance, Pia Lagora. Hello, I'm <laughs> Pia Lagora. Pia 
Lagora. <laughs> they held their engagement ceremony underwater in September. What's an engagement ceremony? You might you might remember my fiance, Pia Lagora. Yes. From such films as The Loneliest The Loneliest Swimmer. <laughs> What's an engagement ceremony? Is that a thing? Is there supposed to be a ceremony? Well, if they say it is, it is. We're going to have our engagement ceremony underwater. I, that's where I do everything. <laughs> they held their engagement ceremony underwater back in September. He was supported, it says here, in this world record attempt by a team of medical experts and his fellow scuba divers. Video of this attempt and other documentation now being submitted to the Guinness World Records for recognition of the world's longest scuba dive. It sounds to me like he just doesn't have, not fond of being on land. (laughs) It's like when he is on land, it's like, uh, what's the guy's name? (laughs) Well, his fiance, as you know, is Pia Pia. Lagora. Yeah, but if, okay. Uh, This cat's name is Saddam Al-Khalani. All right. Hey, Pia, where's Saddam? (laughs) In the tub. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, even when he's on land, he just... No interest. You got a just pool the, in the backyard. He's just at the bottom of it all the time. Sitting at the bottom of it. <laughs> just, just has absolutely no interest of being on dry land. You know where you know perfectly you well know where perfectly he is. Where he is. He's, he's in the he's, fish tank. He's in the bathtub <laughs> face down. Doesn't even sit in a tub properly. He's in the bathtub sitting like Mork for Mork sits on a lazy boy. He's got his head in the sink. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, he come walking into the kitchen, the guy's got his head submerged in the kitchen sink. Just, this dry land business is just, uh, I just don't care for it. Hey, Pia, just, hey, Pia, where's Saddam? You know where he is. <laughs> This could very well be the stupidest person on the face of the earth. He's just sitting out. He's just sitting. He's in the lawn and he's got, he's holding a a hose and he's just spraying spraying himself in the face with a hose. He got his head in a jug of water. Uh huh. It just just never ends with this. Never never stops. We can't do anything. I would think you would go out of your mind. No, that's what he likes. He just likes being down there. He likes to be in underwater. Well, I mean, here's 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 some video of him uh, just like playing patty cake with a friend. They're just playing patty cake. I guess just so he doesn't go crazy. Now they're shaking hands. All right, I'm gonna stay down here a All little right, while I, longer. I, I gotta leave. You stay down here if you want to. So I mean, you gotta go down there and play patty cake just to make sure that he's still. How many in guys one do piece? they have? Yeah, they just everyone goes down there in little twenty minute intervals. Yeah, but, go, go but check on got... Saddam. Make sure he hasn't lost his mind at the bottom of the Red Sea. Wow. Well, our best to him and his fiance Pia Lagora. Where's, uh, where's Pia? Hey Pia, where's Saddam? He's got his he's got his head stuck in a fish tank. Fish, ta- fish tank in every room, and he's got his head in it. He's sleeping in one of those 55-gallon 
aquariums. Uh huh. That's where he sleeps at night. <laughs> Lunatic. Five. 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 Number five. Where's the nearest Waffle House? I mean, they're all over the South. Are there any in like Southern Illinois? No, they have like Huddle House down there, which is sort of Huddle House. Yeah, that's kind of like a no, Waffle there's... House adjacent. You got to go down to Missouri, I think, for the nearest Waffle House, right? Yeah, could be. Oh, uh, let's see, uh, St. Charles, Missouri. So that's St. Louis. You got to get all the way down to St. Louis in order for uh, for some some Waffle House. Is that right? I guess. So long, screwy. Uh, see you in St. Louis. <laughs> With some delicious waffles from the uh, Waffle House. I bring it up because... So long, Scrooey! See you in St. Louis! Uh, Waffle House releasing a beer. Uh Uh-huh. It's called Bacon and Kegs. A bacon-infused red ale. This is intriguing. It's a beer, they say, that smells like bacon. Boy, you could probably knock those back. You think? It's a collaboration. Waffle House collaborating with Greensboro, Georgia Brewing Company, Akani Brewing Company. And this beer is called Bacon and Kegs. 6.5% ABV. The uh, red ale. They say the can has like a Waffle House design, right? Cartoon renderings of bacon and beer and, Mm -hmm. and the iconic Waffle House restaurant. This this looks fantastic. How is beer bacon not a note in more beer? This won't be available until Friday, December the eighteenth, and and it won't be available here because Akani doesn't distribute to where where we live. You might have to travel south to go get some of this. You you have to live in Georgia apparently, and you can only get it at their brewery there in Greensboro, Georgia. Now, this wouldn't be alcohol, but have you ever had uh, red-eye gravy? No. What is that? That is basically, it's a a southern thing as well. Mm. Uh, But the idea is basically, you you would take like your ham drippings Mm -hmm. and then just add black coffee to it. Interesting. And then that would be, you know, you, you would have that over your, you would, they'd pour it over the ham or you'd, it'd be in grits or could even be used in mashed potatoes so and like that sort of coffee thing. it's like a coffee note and your... Ham. Yeah. So, but I wonder about the idea of having your black coffee in the morning, mm. and if we could just get some ham drippings, mm. we could just add the ham drippings to your uh, black coffee in the morning, you'd have uh, red-eyed gravy-flavored coffee, that which sounds... would essentially be red-eyed gravy. That sounds fantastic. Right. We just add ham drippings to our coffee. Well, how do we make that happen? Well, I guess we got to bake a ham. Right. To get the drippings. Well, let's get after that. Or I guess we could just... Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it would be like this. The mind never stops. <laughs> but the show does. But the show does. The we show are, does come uh, to an end. We're finished. That's it for Dave and Darren in the morning. Not too bad. I enjoyed very much all of it. It was, uh, it was good stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing and all that you've done for Dave and Darren. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor. And thanks to Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, Tech Drive and Milan West Main Street in Galesburg. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower vapes and edibles. You can sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment. You can do so on Twitter and also on Instagram. Till we get a chance to do it again for you, thanks for listening, and hang loose, kooks.
and you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Boy, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. 